You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how was that Super Bowl last night? Eh, life is meaningless. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, I, 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 it was depressing. Yeah. That was let's, the play, ju- let's play what would you do if you, were, if you were a Falcons fan today. So, you know, as you know, I don't know if we've ever discussed it on the podcast really, but I, I ranked all the uh, cursed franchises a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it in November. I did it right after the World Series ended. And at the time, I had the Falcons number 20. And, uh, you know, what I said about them then is the, the reason I had them higher than the, the Titans and the Cardinals is because they've been in the same city for 50 years. But I said, like those teams, they've essentially been irrelevant other than a single Super Bowl that they were expected to lose and did lose uh, in a season in which they really weren't that great anyways. So this, this is really the first really massive heartbreaking loss they've ever had. On the other hand, it doesn't get much, you know, more heartbreaking, obviously, than blowing a 25-point lead yeah, in the Super I don't Super know Bowl. why we need a preamble to this answer. Like, forgetting about franchise... No, but that's what matters, because you're, well, what would you do if you're a Falcons fan? Well, if you're a Vikings fan or a Bills fan... Irrelevant. Right, well, then, this game transcends, like, losing different Super Bowls and things like that. Like, first of all... But what I'm saying is it's a one-off. And also, like, this season was a little bit found money for the Falcons. The Falcons did not come into the season with big expectations. Oh, my God. Could you imagine right? one Falcon saying that today? One Falcon fan? Oh, I know, but I'm just... I, they're, of course they're not saying that, but I'm trying to, you know, help them see the bigger picture here. This was a season in which you would have been happy making the playoffs. All of a sudden, you made the Super Bowl and were winning 28-3. to Should you have taken it home? Should you have sealed the deal? Did you have a 99% win probability or even higher? Yes. Yes to all of that. Is it a heartbreaking loss? Yes. But it's a little bit different than a team, you know, first of all, that has had a history of this, a team that's been so close so many times, or a team that, you know, this year was the year and everything was built on this year and they were supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, why can't the Falcons repeat it next year? There's no reason. I'm not saying they're going to. We saw what happened to Carolina this season after last season. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like this was, like, the big year for the Falcons and now they're screwed. Their whole team is still around. They're not particularly old. Listen, we could have right? easily said that about the Panthers last year. I mean, the Panthers... Oh, I agree. I agree. And again, I'm not saying they're going to make it back. It is so hard to get back. I mean, there's 16 teams, and yeah, there's always a few irrelevant teams, but like, they're, you know, to to get, like, you know, to, to like, just to guarantee, like, oh, we're going to be better than Dallas next year. You know, we're going to be better than, uh, you know, the, the Packers again. Like, it's just so hard. The Seahawks are going to rebuild. They're, you know, they could miss the playoffs next year. I, I don't think yeah. they will, 
Yeah, well, hold but, on. You know, Jameis Winston could make a leap, and he could become that. Could be the best team in that. Ne- division. Never too soon. Let's look. I'm at Bovada. Here are the Super Bowl uh, uh, future well, odds. I mean, the, yeah. All right, pa- Patriots are plus four seventy five. They're the favorite. Okay. Which is weird because they're the favorite with a new quarterback. Because according to you, uh, Tom Brady has played his last game in a Patriots uniform, right? Mm-hmm. Are you stepping off of that hot take? No. <sighs> I, I think I mean of course there's a slight chance he retires. Um, I, I here's first of all I think Belichick there's a chance he moves to like front office management. It may not be after, but it probably if it's not right now, it's very soon that it you know he becomes the GM or the president. Or uh, something. I will say with certainty that Bill Belichick will be the coach and Tom Brady will be the quarterback of the New England Patriots Week One next. How year. about this? It would be nuts to trade Garoppolo unless you think he stinks. Because there's no value you could get. I mean, unless someone offers you, like, three first-round picks or something. There's no value that could be, you know, if you think Garoppolo is your quarterback for the next 10 years, you have to keep him. Do you agree can with I, that? Can I mention some names to you? Yeah. Like uh, Brock Osweiler or mm-hmm. Scott Mitchell or, or uh, Matt Castle. I mean, there's a long record of guys filling in, guys we didn't really know a lot about filling okay, in. Okay, did you hear what I said? If you think he's good, you keep him. You've seen him for years. If you know he stinks... Then, of course, get rid of him. You're going to get a great pick for him. Well, uh, you know, this is the interesting thing. So let's go back. Uh, again, let's try and actually put ourselves where we were in the position when it was actually happening and not just after the fact. Like, in the middle of this game, people were really talking about, you know, after Brady threw the pick six, and he was, I mean, he was just floating passes left and right. He was missing everywhere. He looked like, you know, Peyton Manning in his last season. And this is what I've been making the point. I made this point for a couple of years. When a, a superstar quarterback loses it, it goes instantly. Right, yes. Brett Favre in 2009 was basically an MVP for the Vikings. 2010, at 41 years old, he was out of the NFL. T- Peyton Manning was basically an MVP for the Patriots, uh, for the Broncos in 2014. 2015, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL, and it, like it literally goes instantly at that age. And Tom Brady's 39 years old; he's going to be 40. And so I understand what you're saying in the sense that at halftime of that game, people really thought, "Boy, Tom Brady's finished. He might never play again. He might come back next year and be a shell of himself." The way that you know, the way that uh, that Peyton Manning was, or that Brett Favre was, or that a whole host of uh, you know aging quarterbacks, Dan Marino was. But um, but then, of course, in the second half, or specifically in you know the fourth quarter in overtime, he basically played perfectly, other than one or two plays where he got a little bit of luck, you know, like the Edelman pass, obviously, which could have been picked off pretty easily. But Brady essentially played perfect football. So on the one hand, do you want to rely on that and say, look, this is a guy who said he's going to play till he's forty-five. Nobody's ever done it in history, but nobody's ever done what we just saw. And Garoppolo can fetch you a first-round pick or two. And even if the Patriots think he's good, they don't know for sure that he's good, right? I mean, Bill Belichick makes mistakes also. Mm-hmm. So, Or do you want to say, no, well, let's not be so foolish. Let's remember how we felt just an hour earlier in that very game when we thought that uh, we were going to need Garoppolo next season. So, you know, I could see it either way. But how much would you pay? I mean, would they – I don't even know how his contract works. Would they have to franchise him as a backup? I'm not sure. I'm still over your, like, not over your horrible answer for, like, what would you do if you're a Falcons fan? Like, if you had said, like, kill myself, I would have said that's an appropriate response. Like, no, the, it's not, because I'm sorry, the Falcons are not a franchise. Like, no, no. It's if that, you're when Viking- you're up 28 to 3, you don't, you don't have to worry about Chester's sad city, you know, rankings. If you're up 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl and you lost, who cares what happened in 1976? The Cleveland Indians were up three to one in the World Series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Indians fans should have jumped off bridges. Like you're being ridiculous. Well, 
No, I'm saying the Indians fans have a much more reason to do so than the Falcons. Yeah, but they for, should be hold holding on, hands hold and doing it together. Here's the caveat. Indians fans, 98% of them are also Cavs fans, and so had just appreciated okay, the title. Fair. If if the Cleveland Cavaliers had not won the title, if LeBron James had lost in the Game finals seven, last yeah. year. Game seven, yeah. Kyrie yeah. misses that shot. Yeah. Indians fans could have and should have killed themselves. Right. Although, I will say... But, the, to, to, for the record, this podcast does not support suicide. No, not literally. Not literal yeah, uh, yes. suicide. But, but yeah, metaphorically, they should have killed themselves. Sure. But you're acknowledging that they felt a little bit better because their other team had just won a, won a championship. Right? You're acknowledging that. Yes. Although, in hindsight, it was the worst thing that ever happened to them because maybe, uh, you know, Durant doesn't sign and, and they have a chance to win for the next five no, years flags, instead of zero. The flags fly forever. They still take the one that they yeah, get. Okay. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I well, think that's a good yeah. One. LeBron is really acting like the flag is flying forever, throwing a yeah. temper tantrum every five days. Well, I mean, because LeBron is not playing for you know uh, winning a game here or there. LeBron is playing against Michael Jordan in history, right? LeBron has one goal, which is to be the greatest player of all time. Sure, yeah, yeah. So At this point, he's only that. playing against history. Yeah, yeah. But people in Cleveland are people in Cleveland are playing. You know, for they just wanted a championship. Uh, but back to Atlanta. I understand how heartbreaking it is. I'm just saying that it's not like this had been a heartbreak that had been building up and up and up for years and years or even for the whole season. This is found money. Two weeks ago, the Falcons were sort of happy to be in the playoffs and said, who knows what can happen? It wasn't really until they beat that Packers team that all, all, all of a sudden, like, holy crap, we can win the Super Bowl. Right? It's the uh-huh. same reason that Arizona Diamondbacks fans or Florida Marlins fans, when they won the World Series, even when, the, you know, when they beat the Yankees, it's like, okay, but you were like fake fans who didn't exist 10 years ago. So, you know. I'm sorry. You have to have a built-up callus of suffering for years, I think. That's, that, that's just how I interpret it. If there, if, there was an expansion, if there was an expansion franchise next year, the Las Vegas, uh, whatever the hell they're going to be called, right? The Golden Knights? Mm-hmm. If they go to the Stanley Cup Finals in their rookie season and they're winning the Stanley Cup Finals 3 to nothing, and they lose game 4, game 5, game 6, and then they're winning game 7, 6 nothing in the third period, and they give up 7 goals to lose in the third period, the greatest collapse of all time, should they all go all the all the Golden Knights fans should go kill themselves? No, you acknowledge that that their history has an impact there, right? Yeah. So the Falcons fans are more real than the Golden Knights fans, obviously, but they're not the same as Indians fans or Vikings fans or, or Cleveland Browns fans or Buffalo Bills fans. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Sorry, um, so, sorry, sorry, Falcons fans. I'm not giving you a <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do feel bad for Falcons fans, I really do. But uh, I'm a Vikings fan, so I've seen it all before. Um, I just, first of all, next year, Super Bowl in Minneapolis, should we go? Okay, so well, let's talk about the Super Bowl odds. So we said, so the Patriots are the favorites at plus 475. Uh, the Cowboys are second at plus 900. Do you want to guess who's after that, after the Cowboys? Who's third at, at a 10 to 1? I mean, I wasn't listening to you. You already said the Falcons odds and it's not them, right? No, I didn't say the Falcons. No, the Cowboys are 9 to 1. They're second. The Packers so I'm gonna are I'm going to say the, Fal- the Falcons and the Packers are probably the same. So Packers are ten to one, Steelers are ten to one. Wow. And then the Falcons are fifth at twelve to one. Mm-hmm. And then you want to guess who's next at sixteen to one? And this is where it gets a little crazy. There's four teams. Okay, so the Broncos. Wait, look, the you, you just said you want to guess, and then you didn't let me guess. Oh, oh sorry. Are uh, the guess. Raiders? The Raiders, yeah. Broncos, Seahawks, Raiders, and who's the fourth one? Okay. Um, the Giants. The Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Teddy's out for the year. Yeah, and, th- and how much that, does it suck game? that it's like yeah. the first of all today's the worst day of the year, right? The the yeah, longest yeah. amount of time we have, but you know, before football season. Yeah, and your freaking quarterback is out for the season already. 
Yeah, he is. It's pretty. Uh, but it, that's why I don't understand why the Vikings. And then, and then after that's a huge drop. Next is twenty-five to one. You have like the Panthers and the Chiefs and the Giants. I mean, the so Vikings the should Vi- be favored to make the playoffs. Um, you know, they had historically bad injury luck, right? Yeah. But there's no, there's but nothing they showed that should make them a Super, the Super Bowl. Team. Like that's a Sam Brad, right? Is Sam Bradford winning the Super Bowl next year? Look, I've been on record as saying Sam Bradford is much better than I thought, and I absolutely you could win a Super Bowl with Sam Bradford the same way you can win one with Eli or you with the or best Joe defense Packer. in the NFL, and you had Adrian Peterson in two thousand eight. Well, okay, so yeah, so their defense has to be back to what it is. The problem with this team is not Sam Bradford. The problem with this team is their offensive line, and I don't know how they're going to solve that. They had the most expensive offensive line in the league this year, and they had like the second to worst offensive line in the league this year, ahead of only Seattle. So I don't see how they improve the offensive line enough to merit sixteen to one. Uh, you know, the fifth highest odds to. To win the Super Bowl, let alone you know the cursed history of the franchise and all that bullshit, um, is this boosted slightly because the game's in Minnesota? No, because no home team has ever even made a Super Bowl. Right? right. So it can't be. That. So I don't understand what that's about. Terrible odds. Do not bet on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Please, please save your money. The Jets, by the way, seventy-five to one. Yeah. Who has the highest odds? The Jaguars. No, the 49ers and the Browns. I mean, I don't know. The Jets should. The Jets are going to be the worst team in the league next year. I think. I mean, San Francisco, the, the one, if, you know, we haven't really talked about yet. So that John Lynch hiring, and for six years, I mean, that's just an insane thing to do on every level. Well, the thing is like GMs I, make less than coaches, so it's it's not probably not as big of a money commitment as like. But they give him an unprecedented length of his contract, a guy who has no track record, no history, no experience. They weren't even looking for him when they were looking for the job. He contacted the team. No way. Oh, you didn't hear about that? He contacted the team. John Lynch contacted Jed York when they had their final. Well, in fairness, it's a little different because, like, they wouldn't have even. I guess they knew he would have taken it, but like, they wouldn't have known he was necessarily in the market. But that's embarrassing. The the only other person I can think of who like lobbied for an NFL job and got one was Mike Lombardi. <laughs> How did that work out? Yeah, <laughs> ruining. I'm not saying John Lynch podcast. did a bad job. We're saying we have it's we have no idea. He has no experience. You know? By the way, did you know? Um, did you hear? Did you listen to the Bill Simmons podcast yet? Last night, yeah. He um, he said, like, I know that, like, because my family was sitting in, like, the same seats, I know that karma, like, I do really believe it helped a little bit. Like, me and all the other Patriots fans doing that. Did you hear that? No, I missed that part. Yeah, that's what he, he's like. Yeah, you know, it's like the karma of us sitting in the right spot really helped. And, like, uh, you know, and, and he was being unironic. And it's like, what, what were the Falcons doing? Like, their fans were watching the game, but they kept moving around. They were playing musical yeah. chairs, and that's why they lost. Well, it's like I think twenty five percent of people. Twenty five percent of people said that God, um, God decides based on the players who's going to win the game. So yeah, so God decided that the Falcons are sinners. It's absurd because why? Why would God pick the Patriots? <laughs> I mean, why did God give Job so many sufferings? I think God is testing the rest of us, really. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. It's probably what it's, what it's about. Uh, yeah, so it's a dark day. So where where did you watch the Super Bowl? You watched it uh, with your friends and your. Brother? At my friend Morty's house. Yeah, Morty. The dentist? No, Morty's not a dentist. Oh, but he sells dental equipment or something? Uh, yeah, he sells he's dental, 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 dental equipment. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sells dental equipment. That's true. Yeah, he's in the dentist game. All right, so you have Morty's. Uh, was any, were, were there any Patriots fans there? Well, no, but there's some guys who love Robert Kraft. There are a couple guys who are, like, tight with Kraft, Robert Kraft. Right. Okay. Um, and like they actually know him, or they, or they just like him? I mean, they've met him. The One of them, I think, is, you right, know— I met him. Kraft has given right. him uh, like Super Bowl tickets before. Like, oh, okay, fine. So they actually know. Kraft. They have like right, so a, they have they have a strong connection to Kraft. They're not okay, like so close you're friends. Out with high roll. 
They're, they're not Patriots fans, but they... How but, can you not be a Patriots fan if Robert Kraft is... Well, if you were a Giants fan your whole life, like you could, you're a Giants fan who also likes the Patriots a little bit. Oh. So how are like, the Giants Like, if you like the Rams, if you bought the Rams, I wouldn't become a Rams fan. I would actually actively root against the Rams. It would be great. Well, that goes without saying, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so they were rooting I, for the I, Patriots. I think you'd kiss up to me and root for the Rams. Oh, no. I, for, uh, I wouldn't root... Like, I would still root for the Jets. Yeah. Well, that's also, like, an interesting sign of, of, of fandom. Like, I had a friend who worked for the Mets, and he said that – and he was a lifelong Mets fan. And he said, like, if the Yankees offered me, like, one more dollar, I would switch and become – you know, work for the Yankees, and I'd be a Yankee fan. And yeah. I'm sure, like, someone like Harold would, would at least say that, you know, even if the Yankees offered him $5 million, he wouldn't – he would not accept, like, the deal. Or if he did, he would do it just to sabotage the franchise. Where do, where do you stand on that? Like – if the if the Kansas City Royals offered you like the GM job, could you do it with you're in the same division as the Twins? So it's one of the conveniences of the fact that most professional athletes are not really big fans of the game growing oh, yeah. up or of teams. Right. Like when somebody says like, Oh, I grew up and I was a big fan of like the Jets, like, no, if you were a really big fan, you like you wouldn't play against the Jets. Like if I was yeah. the best player yeah, well, on the Jaguars, I, I, I'd have to sit out against the Jets. Yeah, well when I was growing up, you know, I was thinking like what would I do if a team other than the Timberwolves drafted me? It'd be a problem. Wouldn't I that be the greatest it. story in sports if a guy was like, and you'd have to be really good for anyone to care, but if you were like, listen, it has nothing to do with how good the teams are. It's like, I, you know, I'm a Timberwolves man through and through, and I'm not playing for any team. Don't draft me, or at least like nobody in the West draft me. And there is a thing in English soccer or in European soccer where uh, with loans, so it's not like a full buy, but like, you know, I'm Arsenal and I'm loaning you to Swansea, right? Yeah. But the two times a year you play us, you're not allowed to play. Yeah. So that is like a concept in European sports, not in American yeah. sports. But yeah. that would be really funny. I mean, I don't think yeah. like the league would allow it or the players union or whatever. But yeah, I would never play against the Jets. And if I did, I would like, you know, hand them the ball and let them score touchdowns. But also I'm big talker, maybe. But like, yeah. but what does that mean? Because let's say that's my only job. Like I... Do I care about the Jets more than I care about feeding my family? I mean, probably, but I'd like it to at least like find out. No, I think that yeah. If, if practically speaking, if you got a job offer with the Giants, you would take it in a second. The or New York the Giants, Patriots. or with the Patriots? Well, they're two different things. Like different division, uh, or you know, just different conferences. All right, whoever you hate the most, you would take a job with the Patriots in a second. Uh, you would I don't think so. Over the Jets as much as you could. I don't think if, so. If nothing else. If nothing else, you would justify it by saying, if I do a really great job, I'll get a promotion, and eventually I'll get to go work for the Jets. That's, I mean, it. I guess that's like if you're playing the long game. Right. I yeah. guess like the Jets are so hopeless, maybe if we really bury them. But I, the Patriots have already done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so obviously, I don't even know how we got on this tangent, but the Patriots – oh, so yeah, because you were watching with fans, fans of Robert Kraft who then therefore rooting for the Patriots. Did they, so my question is, did they leave early? Because all the Patriots fans at my party left early. Donald Trump left his own Super Bowl party early. Right. Marky Mark left the stadium early. Well, Mark, uh, to, in his defense, I think he, he claims his son was sick. So you got to give him the credit there. <laughs> oh, so he has to lie about his son? Yeah, I know. So that is cheap proper. if that's what he did. <laughs> if I was there, yeah. he'd pull like a him 9-11 type thing. If I was in that stadium, <laughs> my son wouldn't have been sick. Um, I think the... Uh, one of those guys left. One of the one of the two guys did leave, but it's different. We were watching it like one in the morning. Oh, oh, so because well, so you did have a Patriots fan who stayed till the end. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Listen, it's the Super Bowl. If you leave in the middle of the Super Bowl, like you're a clown. But that's what I'm saying. Every Patriots fan at my party left at halftime. 
And every Patriots fan. But they're old men, right? No, they're not old men. They're our age. Oh, I thought you were watching with your father-in-law. No, I went to a different party. Are you eating while we're on the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to mute it. Don't, I'm going to mute my line. Don't worry. No, just don't eat. Um, Eris, you want some cake? Eris, you, you want some, some cherry cake? cake? Okay, that's what a couple inches. Okay, I'm going to give you some cherry cake. Go sit down. I'm going to bring it to you. What's cherry cake? B-L-I-N- that's not even a thing. They're B-L-I-N-T-Z-E-S. Okay? Oh. Why do you lie to your kids? I'm not. I'm calling it. To- the, by the way, Chester said unironically, people really liked when, when I was like mocking your, your parenting last week. But like, yeah. You said unironically off the podcast to me that you're like, what do you say? You're better at being a dad than anybody is at anything or something like that? No, I didn't say that. No, I, I'm better you, at being something a dad along those lines. Hold on. What? They're cake and blintzes. Don't that listen is, to him. They're blintzes. That's the cake that we have. Do you want it or no? Because I was eating it. If you don't want it, I'll happily finish it. I didn't say it's. This is the cake. Harris, come listen to me. I got to tell you a couple things. I got headphones on. He can't hear your lies. No. I have Blitz cake. Do you want it or no? If you don't want it, I'll eat it. Okay, so you don't want it, so I'll eat it. Oh, you do want it. Oh, okay. All right, you want it. Good. Okay. Um, no, I think what I said, first of all, you're getting me in so much trouble. That tweet that you tweeted out, my wife did not appreciate that. But What did I tweet? <laughs> you made reference to what you just said. What did I say? Well, me, that, that, uh, that I was ranking my fathering skills ahead of her mothering skills. Uh, did I say that? Yeah, you said that on Twitter. But why, your, your wife's not on Twitter. No, you said that. Yeah, but how does she know that? Oh, because I told her. Well, what are you telling on yourself for? Well, that's a separate story. Actually, my wife and I, truth be told, are in a fight right now. And what are you guys in a fight about? I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but it's so absurd because the one thing you can say about me as a husband, and you can say I have many faults and I'm very aware of all of them, mm-hmm. uh, or most of them. But I am honest to an extreme fault. I tell my wife everything, even things that there's no reason to tell her, that she wouldn't care about or be hurt if she didn't know. And by telling her, all it does is upset her and get her mad at me. But I tell her anyways, because I've always thought that at least the one thing I'll have, and she can know I'll have, is that I'm honest to an extreme It sounds like you're setting her up for like a really big lie, and I like it. (laughs) Well, so today she accused me of not being honest about something, which is so absurd because Saying I'm dishonest to her is, is like saying that I don't make enough sports charts. Like, it's just, it's an absurd claim. <laughs> say that I'm argumentative, say that I'm condescending, say that I'm judgmental, say mm. that I'm, say a yeah. million things, but you cannot yeah. say that I'm a I, I like that you know some of your own flaws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyways, why, you, you don't want to finish your blitz cake? Wait, so you're mad at her? No, no, she's mad at me. Oh, okay. Because she claims that I wasn't honest with her about something, which is insane because I was, and she's just... She misinterpreted what happened, obviously, but she won't believe me. No, she should so. definitely believe you. You're a robot. You probably just didn't like. Yeah, say I know. With the right I'm going to play. I'm going to play her. This don't worry. I'm, Akiva's on my side, and Akiva's never on my side. So if you're on my it's true, side, it's true. No, I was expecting. But also, like, don't. But you also have an obligation to me. You can't just like whose team are you on here, mine or hers? Like, you can't. If I tweet something that I know she wouldn't want to see, why is she? Oh, no, why I, is this getting I, back I, to her? I didn't say Akiva. Who is your loyalty with, Akiva or your wife? <laughs> well, no. So what actually happened is I showed her the picture of um, of World's Greatest Dad with my face photoshopped over Man- Izzy Mandelbaum. Okay, and then and then she said, "Yeah, I could see how she wouldn't like that." You know how like Drew Maggery and others? No, you cannot eat your cake on the couch. You have to eat your cake at the table. 
Okay, so sit at the table and I'll bring you something to put on your legs, okay? Man, this era is really messing up our podcast buzz here. I know, it's really annoying. Um, I'll bring you a towel. You can. I know your wife isn't working because you're in Florida. Yeah. Well, why isn't she, she watching the kids? It's it's the day uh, after the Super Bowl. She took the other. She took the other ones at the mall, and I was thinking two out of three. Go. That's useless. You may as well take zero and go yourself. <laughs> um, I choose to do that. Okay, you choose to do that. Uh, so I'm very anti poop humor. I'm just not into the conversation of poop. Like I uh-huh. skip Drew Maggery when he does like great moments of poop history. Mm-hmm. I skip all that. Okay. I, I don't know. What's your take on poop humor? Nah, I could. I I don't love it. I I usually skip those. They're a little too gross for me usually. Yeah, so I'm very anti-poop. Um, that having been said, I'm going to bring one up. So you know how like Drew Maggery and others who like poop, they talk about like when you have gone to the bathroom such that it's such a perfect like a, a perfect hitter or whatever they call it, like a you know perfect game that you don't even need to wipe it all. Okay, sure. Are you are you familiar with? There's a term for that. I don't know. What I don't know the I'm term, not... but yeah, I'm familiar but, with the concept. Yeah, so that's what a podcast is that I don't have to edit at all. It's a perfect podcast. I just upload it right away. And I thought we had one of those until Eris showed up to uh, cause all these distractions. Oh, you thought this was a po- perfect podcast. First of all, you don't have to edit any of this. Not that the content was perfect, but I'm just saying I didn't have to do any edits because there were no big gaps or, or you know. You don't, I mean, all, you, you don't have to edit any of this. It's all fine. I should throw this all up with, with all the distractions of Eris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. People like when right. your kids come in and, and ruin the podcast. <laughs> it's only the day after the Super Bowl. We're only not talking yeah. about the NFL again for six months. Yeah. People have been asking me a lot over the last few weeks about my quarterback rankings, and I keep saying I'm not sharing them until we do it on the podcast. Who's been asking? Don't ask him. Don't ask him for more rankings. You're, it's <laughs> like calling up an alcoholic and being like, hey, what are your beer rankings? Uh, where's where's uh, Coors Light? Like, don't bother it's Chester not, about his rankings. It's not a terrible analogy, actually. But uh, people don't care about my uh, long-term health, I guess. They just want uh, what benefits them. Mm-hmm. If the alcoholic has good beer, you're going to call him up and ask him. Anyway. Yeah. So, you know, because I, everybody has decided universally that this game proves that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I will say, if you want to parse it into regular season and, and postseason, that's fine. But based on the regular season, he's not the best quarterback of all time. Based on the regular season, he has to get another 10,000 yards, another 80 touchdowns, another six All-Pros, another three MVPs. If he wants to catch up to Peyton Manning. Okay, but so in, uh, in general, the NFL puts an outsized amount of weight in when judging players on postseason performance. I mean, there's no yeah. way you could make any case for a Terrell Davis making the Hall of Fame, which he did this weekend, without yeah, his seven yeah. great postseason games, right? Yeah, yep. Um, but, okay, but, but, but Tom Brady's not the greatest postseason quarterback of all time either. I mean, we did those ranks a couple weeks ago, but Joe Montana's ahead of him, right? Right, but Brady is so much better than Montana in the regular season. So if Brady's well, I mean, number two I, I, in the regular I, I, season and number two I, in the playoffs. I, well, okay, so in my all-time rankings, I have Peyton one, Brady two, Montana three. So I wouldn't say that Brady is so much better than Montana in the regular season. Montana was actually better than Peyton and Brady, I would say, it's just that his career wasn't as long, right. right? He only played 12 seasons, really. Whereas the other guys, you know, Peyton put up uh, 17 and, and Brady's at 15 right now. So if Brady puts up another two seasons like he, the one he just had, then I think that he can go Can I ask you a serious right? question? But, yeah. And it's a harder, it's a better question for me probably, but you don't yeah. think of smart things to ask me like this. Um, who would you rather retire today, Tom Brady or Donald Trump? Well, Donald Trump, obviously. Yeah, but like Brady has Garoppolo, who might be good, who might suck. Like Pence, yeah. you're probably going to hate. Yeah, but P- Pence is a regular standard Republican, and he will do all the dangerous things that regular standard Republicans do. If you are not a conservative Republican, you know, especially on social issues and economic issues, but he won't. He doesn't threaten the integrity of American democracy. I mean, he might. People say he's dumb. 
There's no, there's no reason to think that, okay? Again, he might do horrible things. He introduced that law in Indiana, right, where, you know, the, 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 the anti-LGBT law, which apparently there was an executive order that he introduced that, that he asked Trump to sign that apparently Jared and Ivanka sort of put their foot down. And it's the first thing they've actually done in the White House to, uh, to curtail sort of some of the worst instincts of the administration so far, according to reports. Um, but... Uh, again, Mike Pence, Ted Cruz, like my wife said during the campaign, during the Republican primary, she said, oh, I'd much rather Trump win than Ted Cruz. Because she's like, because Ted Cruz is like super right wing and seems like an asshole. And, and Trump, you know, whatever, he's, you know, he was a Democrat two years ago and he doesn't really have any ideology. Like, no, like there's some things that are more important than, than politics, such as the fate of our republic. So, um, and by the way, this is, this is a good segue we should mention. Last year, in March, we introduced our own March Madness bracket. It was the 68 greatest living Americans, right? Mm-hmm. And we ended up crowning a champion, Bill Gates, the greatest living American. Yeah. Yeah. Did, What's Bill Gates done for us recently? Yeah, and I'm not saying... By the way, we're not necessarily saying that Bill Gates is the greatest living American, just like we're not saying that Villanova is the, was necessarily the greatest college team last year, just that in the way the tournament yes, fell he out. he won the, the bracket. That's that he true. Won, he won the bracket. He had six matchups, and he won them. So uh, I, I have said to you that I wanted to do worse living Americans, and you said, no, it's going to be stupid. Trump's going to win the whole thing. What's the point? Uh, but, I, but I think we are going to do that, right? We're going to do that this March. I think so. If people say, really, I'm not interested, don't do it. The, my, yeah. my problem with it is that I feel like there's so much negativity surrounding things that maybe this is too like negative and too much of a downer, and that people, <laughs> you know, I'm being serious, and like maybe we should be doing... People come to the podcast for Uplift? For yeah, they want to be uplifted by our fights, and they want they want sports lists or pop yeah. culture, and this well, is to too clear, much politics. When we say worst living Americans, we're not including like Charles Manson and Jerry Sandusky. Right, and Bernie we Bates. made we made a preliminary list, uh, and we one of the rules we made was nobody who's in jail. Yeah, no convicted murderers, rapists, or, or anybody who, um, or anybody who like might be going to jail for like Bill Cosby, not eligible. Oh, is that why you crossed him off the list? Yeah, I crossed it because he's not because even though he's not in jail, that's more of like a statute of limitations thing. Like, the, you what you you cannot have committed a physical crime, and you cannot have you can't be in jail. Well, Bill Cosby allegedly, we don't know. No court of law is convicted. Well, him. you can't be accused of it. Like, the, okay, but then why is he a bad person yeah, if not for that? Well, Donald Trump, forget about accused. Donald Trump bragged about committing the same crime that, that Cosby's been accused of. So if, if maybe he's not eligible, right? <laughs> can you imagine if he's not even eligible for a bad? Like he's so bad, he's not even eligible. I mean, he probably shouldn't be eligible for the White House, but he, you know, um, frankly, I'm looking at this list. We got, I mean, Floyd Mayweather. We got a bunch of people who have committed that same crime. So we can't, we can't if we exclude Alleged. anybody who's ever been accused of sexual assault. All right, so maybe this is getting too dark. I don't know. We'll have yeah, to we're, we're already like having a sexual assault conversation. Thirty seconds of this <laughs> tournament, it might not be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at some other people like uh, we said no convicted murderers, but Don King did murder somebody in Cleveland in like 1970. Well, there's a difference between murder and kill. All right. Well, he went to jail for like a year, didn't he? Yeah, but he like served that. his time. I feel like a year is enough. To, he probably it's like a timeout. He thought about what he did, and now he's out, and he could do whatever he so, wants. So I think we have to wait until OJ gets paroled to do this because you're a big fan of OJ, right? Right. Would OJ be eligible OJ. if he gets out of jail? That would be interesting. Um, so no, I'm, I, I'm not I sure the time is right for this draft, no, but it no, is a fun thing to consider. Yeah, no convicted murderers. But anyway, uh, if for the this, this schedule, next week we're doing uh, we're ranking sports cities, and in two weeks we're doing our big like all movies of the year. I'm I don't know if you're doing any prep, probably not, because you you just show up and wing it and and don't respect the fans. But yeah. I've been watching pounding the 2016 movies because we ha- we're gonna have Av Sinensky on. Av watched I think about 150 movies in 2016, and he it's, ranked it's, them all. Yeah. It's really an incredible list. 
Uh, and so I'm trying to get through anything that my rule is I'll only rank things. I'll only watch movies that are like I don't watch action movies. I don't watch like mediocre comedies. I don't watch sequels. I only watch things that like in theory could be in my top 10 movies of the year. So if I hear bad things about a movie, I will not watch it or I'll like wait and ask a few more people like a few weeks later to see if they've seen it. So but I'm really going through all the good movies and um, I will be prepared for that podcast. I know you will not. You haven't seen You're anything, Amir. right? You're on Amir's list, right? No, I'm not on Amir's list. Oh, so Amir sent an email similar to... Oh, yeah, uh, that. Yeah, I don't know if like what Amir's list is. I got an email from Amir. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've been going back and forth with him. And, and I have a list of the movies of 2016 that I have not yet seen that, mm-hmm. I, that I have on my list that I want to see, that I feel like I need to see. Okay. So why don't I read these to you, and you tell me which ones you think are most important that I see. Okay, sure. Okay, let's do this. Right, again, yesterday was the Super Bowl. Let's talk about movies. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, the first one is uh, Grimsby or the Brothers Grimsby. No. My attitude for skip, I'm a Sasha skip, Baron, skip, I'm a Sasha skip, Baron skip, completist. Skip. Okay. And that's not going to be in your top ten. Are you going to make a top ten movies of the year, or are you not going to have seen enough to make to make your own list in two weeks? If I have seen enough, I will. I haven't yet seen Can you stop eating? <laughs> it's very disrespectful to the fan who's still listening. No, so I'm going to edit it out. No, don't edit it out. Just stop eating. It's distracting to me. Yeah, the only person it's disrespectful to is to you. Yeah, right. And by the way, I haven't had dinner yet, and it's like 10 o'clock at night here, and I'm, yeah. I waited so I could – you're on your dumb vacation, and I could podcast at your convenience. All right. Um, you're a hero. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, all right. So um, Elvis and Nixon. I'm a Michael Shannon completist also. I don't even know what that is. No, you skip. Elvis and Nixon? That's a movie Michael – well, come on. It's not even on – uh, that's on Amir's list? I don't know if it's on Amir's list. I'm telling you my list of movies no, that I want to no. see. No, I don't even think that was on Ob's 150 list. That's why I don't know it. Elvis and Nixon was a movie about the meeting between Elvis and Nixon. Michael Shannon plays uh, Elvis, I assume. And who I need $5,000 to see this movie. Next. Why? Because who cares about Elvis? Elvis sucks. No offense, guys. 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. Okay. It's the, all right. Oh, so Kevin watch Spacey. it. Kevin Spacey plays You know Nixon. I'm anti-Spacey. Yeah, that's true. I, I shouldn't have said that. It doesn't help. So, okay, what else? What, give me some more movies. Okay, uh, what else is on my list of movies that I want to see this year? Uh, Every conversation so with you, it's like the first time you've ever had a conversation with a human being before. Okay. You're like learning uh, the, like the rules as it goes. Central Intelligence, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, I like you The Rock. Make... But listen, if you're trying to come up with a list of 10 best movies of the year, you can skip that, Central like, Intelligence. These are movies that I didn't see. I, maybe I saw the 10 Okay, so how about, how about this? Skip for the purposes of like... You can wait okay. on it. You can either okay. go see it, wait on it, or or pass altogether. Right. Denial. I mean, you'll probably like that. I have no interest in it, but you, you'll probably like that. Okay. Well, I mean, for people who believe the Holocaust happened, it's a movie to confirm that. You know, for people who don't want to believe it, you know, you want to stick to your fake news. So, yeah, um, really all right, funny. Masterminds. No, pass. Reviews weren't great, but the cast is really good. Yeah, no, that's that's a double whammy. Okay, all right, Birth of a Nation. No. Um, my expectations aren't high, but I feel like it's a movie you need to see to be like culturally conversant. Right. A lot of people did not want to see that movie specifically because of the director's actions. I know that probably is an in, yeah. you know like an inc- incentive for you to see it, but let's keep going. <laughs> All right, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Oh, so I haven't seen it yet, but uh, but Av was very down on it. Uh, did you like the book? Or did you read the book? No, I haven't, but I've heard amazing things about the book. Good book. Um, all right, um, Allied. You probably that's like not it. A top ten. Not a top ten movie. Whatever, it's an entertaining two hours, I'm sure. Uh Uh, I think what I said to Amir is, I said, I think Allied, I said, this seems like a safe bet for an entertaining two hours. 
followed by another entertaining hour as I pick the p- plot apart on my way home while Jen ignores me. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty Sounds fair. accurate, yeah. Uh, the Founder, which is the Kevin Costner movie. I don't yeah, it's think on, I, next on my list. I'll, how about I let you know tomorrow if that's good or not? Okay. All right. That's Kevin Costner plays like the McDonald's guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Michael Keaton, seven. I think, but yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Magnificent Seven. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. All right. Um, uh, the Ruins of Lifta, which I'm sure you haven't heard of. It's no, that's not, that's not even a movie. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Those are all the movies on my list. Oh, okay. But you haven't seen anything yet. I've seen some movies. I mean, you, but you, you haven't seen like the big, how many of the nine movies that are nominated for Best Picture have you seen? But I, don't, I have no desire to see La La Land. Okay, fine. But what about Manchester by the Sea? I don't want to see it because I'm just going to be super depressed, everybody tells me. And why do I want to sit for two no, hours? No, I wasn't depressed? that depressed, but I have no feelings. Um, yeah. What about um, Moonlight? I feel like I should see that one probably, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the one in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In Florida? Yeah. All right. Probably I should see that one. Fine. Uh, they both good. Av and Amir love uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is uh, animated. Maybe, yeah. maybe watch that with your son, although I'm not sure he's old enough. It's like PG. I took him to see Finding Dory. Eris, did you like Finding Dory? That might be scary for like a little kid. I don't know. Are we done with the Super Bowl? I got more stuff. All right, what more stuff do you have? Um, Why don't you tell me? So I had so I had the Falcons twentieth on my rankings of most cursed franchises before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to move them up to like fifteen after uh, last night's game. F- NFL or all four major sports? All sports. All sports. Well, let's just talk about NFL. It's hard to cross compare off the top of my head. Okay, so only NFL. I'll tell you who I have ahead. Well, of obviously, the Bills and the Vikings have to be ahead, right? You lost four Super Bowls, yeah. you make it ahead. Yes. I mean, it's hard to put anybody else. You know, if you want to see the Browns, like, that's fine. They, the lost, their, they lost their team. What about the Eagles? Uh, yeah, I would, put, I would put the Eagles above them, and I'd probably they've put the Falcons above they've, they've lost two Super Bowls. They lost four NFC championships, including yeah. three in a row. I, I'd say Falcons yeah. five right now. I mean, they're 0-2 in the Super Bowl. They're getting there. What about the, the Lions? Yeah, I mean, the Lions have been so inept. It's really yeah. an underreported story. Yeah, I mean the Lions are the only team to miss every Super Bowl, right? Because four teams have never been yeah. to the Super Bowl, but the Jaguars, the Texans, and Browns the lost two Super Bowls, and the Bengals should have won. I mean, you know, the Bengals, the drive was very similar to what ha- what Peyton, what, what Brady did yesterday. You know, the, the, he started on his own ten yard line with two minutes. To right, the, the Bengals played a, you know incredible 49ers teams close twice. Yeah, People this is also a that. team that has been very good for this decade. Made the playoffs every year and finds a way to lose every year. Has literally they not won a, a playoff game. Yeah, you know what? I'm putting the Bengals up there too. Yeah. That's true. The Chiefs? What about the Chiefs? There's a team also. The Chiefs have been consistently competitive. Yeah, the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. Sorry. I mean, the Chiefs and the Jets are the I same thing. They won Super Bowls back-to-back, and they haven't done anything since then. But they at least – I know yeah. it doesn't do anything – the same way it doesn't do anything for me as a Jets fan, it's bad yeah. for, for someone like me that the Jets yeah. have won because it's like you know, nobody talks about how the Jets uh, – the Mets-Jets yeah. fans. I mean, if you're a Mets-Jets-Knicks and Islanders fan who didn't see the Islanders win four in a row from 80 to 83, like I didn't yeah. – and you missed the Mets eighty six. And I'm not a Knicks Islanders fan. I'm you know I'm a Spurs fan, yeah. so I have many. I have five rings, like like Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and I have nine because I have four from UConn. I literally just need a tenth ring, and then I have all, yeah. all ten of my fingers have every. Um, okay, so here's my argument for why the Chiefs should be ahead of the Falcons. Okay, the Falcons just lost you know the worst Super Bowl loss you could possibly have. Granted. Was this the worst loss in sports history? Again, no, because the context of the franchise. If you take you just that, I... if you're going to say. Is this the worst? I, soon you're going to be able to podcast a, with a robot and like a literal robot, and it's going to be much better for me. If you want to say, is it only name a worse the, loss than this? 
I mean, I would say that the way that the Vikings lost in the NFC Championship it's, game, you, I, it, you know what? The Vikings would have won, but there's a very good chance the Vikings still lose the Super Bowl. It's a 50-50 Super Bowl. Okay? Yeah, so you're saying so you're saying it has to be a championship game to be considered? I, I think so, yes. Okay. Is this the worst I mean, you, we could talk Super about Red Sox-Yankees, but, like, that was a little more yeah. gradual. You know, Game 7 was Is a this, blowout in that series. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's wrong with any other sport unless it's Game 7, right? Because you only have one game. Mm-hmm. So it's really only it's really only college football championship, which re- isn't really a thing that existed for more than the last. Right, you could have years. NBA game seven. Yeah, there's not a lot. This is the worst Super Bowl loss for sure. So is that's the basically worst? the worst loss ever. Yeah, but again, but that's only taking that one game. Could you have gone to work today if you were a Falcons fan? Again, I don't know because a Fal- I don't like how many. I don't really know any Falcons fans, so I don't really. If know you're, how yeah, about this? If you were a Vikings fan and they lost the exact game. That the, the Vikings? Yes. Yes. I, I, I would have jumped in the lake. Would you They're Would off. you have gone to work today after 28-3 Super Bowl? There's no chance. There's no chance. I didn't go to work the day after the election. There's no chance I would have gone to work today. If the Vikings lost the game the Falcons lost last night, there's no chance. Agreed. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. And also, like, I don't know if you face this at home also, but like, it's not like I'm getting any sympathy. Like, my wife actively roots against the Jets. You know, because then it means, like, if they don't make the playoffs, then it's four games that I don't have to watch. Or even though I'd watch them, yeah. like, I don't have to care about. So it's not yeah. like I get sympathy. When Doug Bryan missed the kick and the Jets lost to the Steelers in the second round of the playoffs uh, yeah. in 2004, like, my wife was cheering because it meant we could go out for dinner. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I know what you're so, you know what I, I mean? I so it's like, I'd have to, like, yeah, lock my room. I wouldn't want to talk to the kids. And yeah, I don't know what I, I would get do. Back. There's, I don't what think there's ever coming back from this loss. For the Falcons? Yeah, I don't Close think Close up so. shop? Close the franchise? I mean, they're just not going to win the Super Bowl next year, and that's the only thing you could do to, to like, redeem yourself. Yeah. Also, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, again, I, because I've seen this so many times, the Timberwolves, the way they lost the conference finals in 2004, or the Vikings losing all their conference championships, you are correct about the fact that the Falcons fans, the only thing they're, that they're banking on right now is, you know what, we're going to come back next year, and let's just disabuse them of that notion now. Right. You're, not. You're going 7-9 and nine probably. You're probably like, not. Ryan going is fight. probably tearing his ACL in, January, in July, <laughs> and then Matt Schaub is your starting quarterback, and then what? <laughs> yeah. So, Falcons fans, this is as good as it's going to get. Yes. The, the truth is the, the, the power of, of losing in sports is a much stronger feeling than a win. Like, you lose and you get to talk about it forever. Like, I still... The Spurs have won five titles, and a thousand times more than I think of any of those dumb championships, I think about, like, what-ifs on the on the Game 6 against the Heat. Yeah. Well, it's like bad beats. The six poker. months... I remember thing. The six months after they lost the Heat series, there was never one day where I didn't think about it at least once. Until, like, yeah. at some point in, like, January of the next year, I remember thinking, like, oh, I, didn't, I haven't thought about, like, the Spurs losing in a few days. Yeah. Um, well, all right, can but, we talk but, about Goodell also? Yeah. I, I the, the, the unbelievably pussy move of him handing off the trophy and then running off. I mean, it was Although funny. It was funny it. that Terry Bradshaw didn't know James White's name. I, I mean, it just shows you like how bad these commentators are. Like they don't follow. They don't put in the time at all. And by the way, John Lynch is a freaking uh, GM of the Niners. He sucks as an announcer. Jay Glazer, yeah. who's his friend, is like posting on Twitter like. I know one thing. He'll outwork anybody. Really? Why didn't he outwork people to become a good announcer? Why was he yeah. a crappy announcer? Probably because yeah, he didn't work hard. He was on like tier four on Fox, so I heard him a lot of times on Viking. Yeah, games. either A, he's dumb, and he tried to be a good announcer, but he couldn't be. And or B, think... he tried really hard and he sucked, which is really scary for me. If I'm a Niners no, I, fan, I, I, I'm... I think he just didn't try that hard because he didn't really care. Yeah, you're you know. probably right. You're probably right because you could get by as the number two Fox announcer 
You know, especially think, you're with a good a good play play guy like Burkhart. He was the number two Fox guy, just because Fox sucks, no. by the way, not number four. But I think that he was. I think he was focusing on networking because he's learned, and we just saw with Kurt Warner and with Terrell Davis that if you're a former player who wants to be in the Hall of Fame and wants to be considered for coaching jobs and things like that in general, the most important thing is for other people to like you. Totally. So yeah, look, you know. every NFL Network guy gets in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about this, but the fact that T.O. did not make it. And the fact that Warner and not Tom even Davis close. Tio's. I mean, Peter King's in the room and rooting for Tio, and he said it's probably going to be years because he yeah, didn't even insane. make it from fifteen to ten. And next year, four guys: Ray Lewis. Assume, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to put Ray Lewis in. There's a slight chance that there's just enough guys in the room that that don't allow it, but I'm assuming he's going in. Ray Lewis, uh, Erlacher's for sure going in. Uh, Rondi Barber is probably going in. Um and who's the fourth one? There's a Randy four, Moss. and Randy Moss has to go in. So yeah, then there's a no, fifth spot, and then you have Moss, like Lynch. The, the problem is they should let six or seven guys in because like Lynch is a Hall of Famer, Dawkins is a Hall of Famer, Mawai I think is a Hall of Famer. It's yeah. not like they're putting in jokers, but like yeah. you, they put Morton Anderson ahead of Terrell Owens. What would have happened if like the Falcons or the Saints, whichever team Morton Anderson was on at the time, called up the Eagles like, hey, we'll give you Morton Anderson straight up for Terrell Owens. Like well, I think unfair, I think they would have called the league and like and complained and tried to get them fined just no, for wasting. Jordan Anderson should, should be in the Hall of Fame, as I said, he's the greatest kicker of all time. Uh, but that doesn't mean that To should not also be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but why is he but getting in ahead of To? To and Randy Moss played at the exact same time; their their careers overlapped all but two seasons. Uh, to played two hundred and nineteen games, Moss played two hundred eighteen, so they really played the exact same number of games. To has more receptions. To has more yards. They have the exact same number of touchdowns. I mean, there was never a person on earth that said T.O. was better than Moss. Look, I'm a Moss fan. I'm a Vikings fan. But I'm just saying they're pretty much neck and neck. And no, they should the both way, be in the Hall of Fame. They're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're not just Hall of Famers. They're like a level above Hall of Fame. You know, yeah, they're, like, uh, they, they're like the excellent Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, the only receivers in the conversation, you know, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, obviously. And then after that, there's about four or five guys in the conversation for number two. And T.O. and Randy Moss are in that list. So it's insane that, uh, by the way, uh, our mutual friend Ari Gold was trying to bash uh, Jeff Garcia. He said, you know, it's crazy that T.O. is not in the Hall of Fame considering how great he is, and look what kind of quarterback he had. His quarterback was Jeff Garcia. So I uh, fact-checked him, and then I spent all Saturday night making a chart, and then I tweeted it out, and then Jeff Garcia actually oh, wait, uh, Keep in mind this guy's on vacation in Florida. Okay, you spent all Saturday night making a chart, yeah. Uh, I made a chart of – so first of all, Jeff Garcia was the best quarterback in the NFL in both 2000 and in 2001. Wow. But I wanted to look – That, By the way, he, that says less about the NFL, more about the NFL and less about Jeff Garcia. Okay, but Jeff Garcia never took a snap in the NFL until 1999, the season when uh, Steve Young went down in the first game of the year, when he was 29 years old. So Jeff Garcia – the same way that Steve Young was stuck behind Joe Montana, Jeff Garcia was stuck behind Steve Young. He doesn't take a snap until he's 29 years old. From his first season when he's 29 for the next five years, from 1999 to 2003, statistically, he's neck and neck with Peyton Manning for being the best quarterback in the NFL. And it makes you think if this is a guy who had started when he was 22 instead of 29, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame conversation. Mm. And I would say, uh, you know, if he was a little cooler to T.O., <laughs> if he got along better with T.O., T.O. would be in the Hall of Fame today. Because really, the, the yeah. worst thing T.O. ever did was probably slander Jeff Garcia. Yeah, and then after that, he tried to go over the top by, quote-unquote, defending his quarterbacks in other places, but nobody really believed him when he cried about Tony Romo or, you know, the whole thing with McNabb in the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, T.O. not being in the Hall of Fame is a joke, obviously. And it, it, just, it, may, it says nothing about T.O., and it says a lot about the flawed system by which they choose the, NFL, the Football Hall of Fame. I hear you. Um, uh, all right. Uh, but anyway, uh, Goodell should quit, because if you're, if you're getting the Batman reception of the Super Bowl, 
I'm not sure why you're still uh, why you're still allowed why you're still allowed to be uh, the because you're taking like, on fifty million dollars and because your bosses are having no he doing? shouldn't he shouldn't quit he should get fired by the way I had Garcia uh, a few years ago as the 59th best QB ever. We had a by the way here a uh, quick list uh, my six best QBs ever who were undrafted Jake DeLome, Jim Hart Bobby A Bear Dave Craig Warren Moon that's amazing that Warren Moon's undrafted and Jeff Garcia Kurt Warner wasn't drafted um this was uh, your list is old your list from two thousand nine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but Warner should have been on there. That's actually a mistake. Yeah. I had Jeff Garcia at number 48, by the way. So, yeah, a little bit higher on him than you are. But, again, he only played half a career. If you double his career, his numbers are a lot more impressive. Um, I forget what we were talking about now. Uh, firing Goodell. Yeah. Oh, so this is why they don't fire Goodell. So we were making our list, our perspective list of people to be on the worst living Americans bracket. So we're mm-hmm. going to have four regions. Sports, politics, Hollywood slash pop culture and miscellaneous. I thought we just said we're not sports. doing this. Oh, well, but we were, whatever, if we do it. And our sports bracket is overflowing with names. And part of the problem is you could put almost every NFL owner on the list if you really think about it, right? Mm. And you know why you don't? Because you put Roger Goodell on the list and he takes the shit for everybody. Jimmy Haslam, right? Even yeah. the double J's who just went into the Hall of Fame himself, Jerry Jones this week. I mean, a lot of these guys are really, like, bad people in so many ways. I mean, you can't become a billionaire by being nice to people, right? you gotta got to have a few, you know, bodies in your yeah. closet. For the most part, that's true. But Roger Goodell takes the heat for all of them. He takes the booze so that they don't. This isn't booze, the WWE. Right? Like, it shouldn't be like he's the heel and he's soaking up the booze so everyone else can get, you know, the, the, the baby face heat. Like, it's oh, insane. You but it is. But it is. I've got a pitch Arthur for you. Blank, i got a Arthur pitch for you. Blank to be beloved. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, you fire Goodell, you hire Obama. Obama would for sure do it. Nobody's turning down this job. It's $50 million a year. The problem is, do you lose middle America with Obama? (laughs) Do you have to wait a few more years? There is a 0% chance that Barack Obama takes this job. There's a 100% chance he takes this job. No! Why would Barack Obama want to be the commissioner? I think he'd definitely need a year off. That's for sure. Akiva, why would he possibly want to do this? I mean, are you turning down a $50 million a year job? Yes, because he, first of all, if Obama wants to get money, he can give speeches, he can do whatever he wants, he can make money. He's not worried about that, okay? This would be a, like, why would he possibly want to do this? The only re- the owners would love it, by the way, because he would continue to deflect attention and he, all, the, all the negative attention against the NFL would disappear. I mean, there are people who don't like Obama, but none of those people are going to hate the NFL because of Obama, right? I think even those people would appreciate that he came on as, like, the PR guy. Condoleezza Rice, by the way, is somebody who used to jokingly talk about how she wanted to be the commissioner of the NFL. Yeah. That is a much more re- realistic and believable alternative than Roger Goodell. Instead, she's on like the college football Well, I think that's day. probably her like campaigning to be the next commissioner, being on that committee. Yeah, but I'm saying that's somebody who's somewhat believable. Like Barack Obama, Barack Obama would tarnish his legacy. All the people like Obama would hate him if he did that. You know, like now you're going to just be a shill for these 32 billionaires. That's what you're going to do, really? Like, no, because if he comes in on a white horse and says, I'm cleaning up concussions, makes very no, strict concussion him. rules right away. There's you a know, lot more important things that we need him to come in on the way. It is literally the most important thing in this country. We could literally podcast about anything. We podcast about the NFL because that's all that matters. The rest of the stuff is absolute nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, Barack Obama will not be the next commissioner of the NFL. Right. I will put that one down in stone. I mean, you'd have to give me odds. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Adele's going anywhere anytime soon. So it I is mean, crazy. Like, it's insane how bad it's gotten. Like, Paul Tagliabue would just look like you could get him on a radio show. Like if you're like Mike and the Mad Dog back then, like you could get Tagliabue on, you know, for an hour at five o'clock 
if you want. And Mike was saying this this week. Like, you can't – no, Goodell's not going on any station in the country. He literally can't do interviews. Like, Goodell's in Putin territory. Well, I was going to say Trump because Trump is also not doing any interviews except with his you – know, What are you – Trump does interviews every day. They're like – they're he, – He's banned that, CNN. He's banned all CNN – um, no, no Trump spokesman or anybody involved with the administration has gone on CNN. Trump just weeks. spoke to the New York Times last week. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but he's not speaking to CNN. I mean, he, he the thing, well, the difference, I guess, between Trump and, and Goodell is that Trump makes these little enemies lists. And, um, yeah, Goodell doesn't really have any enemies. He just bans everybody. So that's true. There's a little bit of a difference there. You think they'd get along or they'd hate each other, Trump and Goodell? <laughs> Did you see uh, Ken Tremendous, his uh, little... Uh, Mike Scher's little, um, his little blog that he has, his little Tumblr. What it, can you, I mean, I've seen it. I don't know what you're talking about. So he, wrote a le- he wrote a letter to Tom Brady, and he wrote it sort of to make it sound like an eight-year-old writing to Tom Brady. Uh-huh. And so he actually talked to me. He said, you know, you shouldn't be friends with, Tom, with, uh, with uh, Donald Trump. That's the one thing you do that's bad. You know who also is bad is Roger Goodell. You should let Roger Goodell be friends with Donald Trump instead. <laughs> yeah, you uh, had to be there. Okay. Is there anything yeah. else? No, there's really not. I'm going to miss uh, the NFL be- so much. Wait, so where do we rank the Super Bowl in the last 20 years? Yeah, you go first. Well, to me, there's nothing more incredible than a crazy comeback. Mm-hmm. I'm not like you who says, oh, uh, but that means it was, a, it was a blowout for a lot of part of the game. That makes the end all the more incredible, all the more unbelievable. So to me, it surpasses the San Francisco-Baltimore game because of the fact that the comeback was actually Oh, completed. you mean a game that was literally atrocious? Okay, it surpasses that. No, that game would have been the greatest. Com- that game was also what was that? A twenty-three point comeback, twenty-eight to six. So mm-hmm. it would have been a twenty-two point comeback. If if Ka- if Kaepernick completes that last pass, then that is the greatest comeback in NFL history. And then that game passes. So the thing is, it, it passes that one because it's like that one, but one percent better. And then the next question is, can it pass the New England Seattle game? And I think the reason it can't is because again, we saw Seattle was the defending Super Bowl champions. Seattle was a team of real substance. The Falcons, again, are a team that were sort of like happy to be there. Even though they could have and should have won, the Falcons do not seem at any point like this is, a, this is like just a historic franchise on a great run. So it was sort of the Patriots against sort of a, a nondescript group uh, is the reason that I will say that it falls just behind the uh, 2024 Patriots-Seahawks game. So number two, best Super Bowl in the, in, uh, the last 20 To me, so people were saying, oh, like, uh, is this because you said that blowouts are boring? But it wasn't boring to me because the Patriots getting killed is the best possible thing that could happen. So I was enthralled, and I wanted them to lose 56-3. to So I yeah. wasn't bored. Um, yeah. So for me, it wasn't like when the, you know, when the Patriots are beating the Panthers 13 nothing. because the team that was getting blown out is the team you hate the most. Right, so, so it's very hard for me to, to like – because to me this is the worst Super Bowl ever because it yeah. is literally the worst the outcome, outcome of any of the 51 yeah. Super Bowls. That, you know, I, yeah. If I could change one Super Bowl outcome – since the Jets have never lost the Super Bowl, I would definitely change this one. Uh, yeah, so actually, it's a good point. You talked earlier about like you know how it doesn't really help you for your team to win before you're around. So if I could change one Super Bowl outcome, would I give the Vikings a Super Bowl win in the '70s? That has no, been really I don't think so. I think I think you got you're you're you got to get it on your own. Yeah, because I almost it almost it I get pleasure from complaining about the Vikings being 0-4 sure, in the Super Bowl. Of course, Bowl. yeah, so losing I, yeah. is better than winning. But the Mets winning in '86 kind of screws over people our age. Because we were at, I can't even say like I've never been alive for a Mets World Series win. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I was just three and I didn't know it was happening. Yeah. If it happens two years later, totally different situation. You'll have at least some fleeting. Memories. Yeah, '88. I remember. I remember the TV being on in '88. Yeah. Um, by the way, so where I was watching the Super Bowl, I was at a party. The, uh, we were watching indoors. We had two Patriots fans there, mm-hmm. and then you everybody ever, else. We at Steen's house. No, friend of Steen's. Okay. 
Everybody else was rooting against the Patriots, obviously, because, you know, they're all good Americans. Wait, were you rooting for and, the Patriots? No, everybody but the two Patriots oh, Okay, fine, fine, fine. And, event, and, and we also, it, it, but, you know, we were running jokes like, oh, has there ever been a shout-out in the Super Bowl? You know, that's when it was, mm-hmm. you know, 21-0. Um, and Sounds it was like a thoroughly enjoyable Great time. It was a thoroughly okay. enjoyable What was the food experience. situation? Excellent food. Great, great barbecue. What was it? They had it? everything you wanted. They had, you know, they had burgers. They had wings. They had various kinds of sausages. Okay. They had, like, pastrami. They, they had a, a good, good selection. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had an outdoor TV because we're in Florida, South Florida, and an indoor TV. And slowly but surely, we all went outside. And pretty soon, the only two people inside were the two Patriots fans. And everybody else was outside. And, um, and then the two Patriots fans bailed at halftime because, you know, they were getting blown out. And then the wife of the, of the host started watching Gilmore Girls on the TV inside. So during the Super Bowl, the wife was watching Gilmore Girls on their huge flat screen outside. Like and just a random like, Gilmore Girls episode or like the New Day's Gilmore Girls? Like, I don't know. I just heard that she was watching Gilmore Girls. I don't, I, I, I don't know. And then there was That would be great if you like just joined, went in and it was like, I don't like Super Bowls, so I'm going to watch Gilmore and Girls. There were, and there were 15 of us huddled around like a, a pretty small TV outside watching the game. Wait, so you guys couldn't and, go back in or you weren't interested in going back in? Well, I mean, I was—I'm not going to go back in and tell the wife who lives in this house. Sorry, we got to watch the Super Bowl. Like everybody. But you wouldn't outside. tell the host, like, hey, you know, we, you know, I really want to watch inside. Well, yeah. we were all just sort of enjoying. It. You didn't have to pay that much attention because it was just a blowout, right? It was just. Yeah, but when the game got the close, you stayed on the small TV. Yeah, we, we 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 stayed. We were committed the whole time. We stayed on that TV. Uh, yeah, I mean, like at the very like when it got very close, like when the Patriots were driving to tie it, and then in overtime, like I, you know, I was standing and I was sort of you know rocking back. And yeah, forth I started right standing with a few minutes ago also, and people were like, "What do you yeah. know?" You have money on the yeah. game? Like, no, I just care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this is the thing. Also, like, even though the Patriots had a 1% chance, we all knew what was going to happen, right? Oh, yeah. As soon as, soon as it, when it was 28, 28 to 12, and they, as soon as they got the ball back, it became very clear, this game is 100% going to overtime. And the Patriots are 100% going to win this game. There was no doubt. Yeah, no, no, no argument here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's... And not even, like, because of, because of silly things like... like, like because you're going to say momentum or because of curses or because, you know, God hates us. I think just practically speaking, when a defense is on the field for 90 plays, they get tired eventually. And the Falcons were not a good defense. They surprisingly looked like a good defense in the first half. They had a pass rush, which nobody expected. The over-under on total sacks in this game for both teams combined was four. We got four sacks in the first quarter, basically, right? Yeah. So nobody expected the, – the surprise of this game was not the comeback. The surprise of this game was the Falcons' defense shutting down the Patriots' offense for the first two and a half quarters. Falcons' defense was great. Patriots' defense was oh, really so mediocre. Uh, Falcons' running game was sensational. Well, well not re- – I mean, not when it mattered. Well, I mean, they, they went away from the run. They still ran for like six yeah. yards a clip. Which, which catch do you like more, the Edelman catch or the Julio Jones catch? I mean, the Julio Jones catch is amazing, but the Edelman catch... So, you know, I actually made this distinction to you a couple weeks ago when we were ranking the Super Bowls. If you saw the Edelman play in the preseason, you'd watch it like five more times, you know? Yeah. Like, let alone at at a key moment in the Super Bowl. Similar to Tyree. Like, that Tyree play would be cool if it happened in the regular season. Yeah, but the Tyree play was even more luck than the Of course. Yeah, no, this is is, um, maybe more visual. Like, the Edelman... How about this? The Edelman play I had my wife watch this morning. Whereas I would never ask her to watch the Julio Jones play because she like she would not appreciate it. But that's because she's not a football fan. But if you're a football fan, the Julio Jones play of is course. just about the most perfect play. Amazing! Not, and not only was it perfect, but like pass. he was so easily in, he could have got like a third foot in. It was so yeah. incredible. The, the pass there was the only one place the pass could possibly go, and he got it exactly there. 
And then the, the catch, obviously, you know, Chris Carter is always like, he's considered like his strength was his keeping his feet in bounds on those sideline plays. That's what he's considered the greatest ever at. But this one, you need Julio's physical, because this ball wasn't just like, you know, at his, you know, at his like numbers level. This was also like three feet above his head. I mean, I don't even, I don't think Aldebeck Jr. could do that. I don't think anybody could do that. So in terms of like pure wide receiver skill, I think that was like, you cannot have a better catch than that. You can match it, but that you cannot have a better catch than that, in my opinion. All right. One more question. Yeah. What's your take on all in the family? I heard you're getting some hate on that show. Yeah, it sucks. I don't know why people are like, uh, you know. You've only seen the one episode. Yeah, I saw one episode. It wasn't good. Okay. Uh, uh, Full confession. Have I seen the show? No. Oh, then who cares? I don't want your opinion on what. But I've seen lots of discussions about it, and I've seen clips of it. And I understand the important cultural value. Like Archie Bunker was representing one generation and one side politically in like the, in the Nixon years or whatever. And then Rob Reiner's uh, character, whose name I don't remember, uh, Meathead or whatever the hell it was, was representing another. Like I understand the value and I can appreciate the value even if I personally you know, might not enjoy it. So I think it's an important show. Is it a good show? I don't know. I never watched it. But it's definitely an important show. All right. Unsatisfying answer? I mean, like every, everything you said tonight was an unsatisfying <laughs> answer. It was a fitting moment. I'll miss NFL. I will miss you so much. Yeah, it's gonna be a long time till next season. Do you want to put out? I mean, we talked about the, uh, the 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 futures bets for right now. Completely meaningless, obviously. But if you had to predict a, a Super Bowl for next year, okay, right let's now, do that. Did we do this on last year's Super Bowl podcast? Probably not, because we're stupid. We definitely did not say the podcast. It's a good question. No, obviously not. Um, do you want to go first? Well. I just think the problem in the AFC, well, well, I'm go a little bit aspirational here. I, well, you're making fun of me. I was the one who aspirationally predicted that Peyton Manning would win a Super Bowl in his final season. I didn't think he'd be the worst quarterback in the league when he did it. So I'm going to say that Tony Romo's going to go to the Broncos. And the Broncos, who are currently 16-1, to 1, are going to jump up to about, you know, 8-1. to 1. Okay. And I'm going to say that the Broncos represent the AFC. Yeah, but then what happens when he gets hurt in week three? I'm going Oakland-Seattle. Okay, so you're going to Oakland-Seattle. I was going to say Denver-Seattle. Uh, so we're both on Seattle. Um, I'm going to say Denver-Seattle again, and I'm going to say that I totally love the Super Bowl next year. Okay. No chance of that happening, but it'll be cool. <laughs> no chance of any of this happening. All right, Eva, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. I want you to live forever underneath the sky so blue Some people say faith is a childish game Play on children like it's Christmas Day Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.